Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Transform You Live show. Get inspired and motivated to make a real transformation in your life and business using the power of optimism and mental focus. For more information, visit TransformYouBroadcast.com. That's Transform the Letter U Broadcast.com. Now let's make way for your host, Marcus Paul. We are here for another amazing show, and I have a very outstanding guest, and I am just literally dying to meet him. This is the only show where we have real experiences, real guests with real stories. Uh, so our guest here for tonight is William Turner. William Turner, he spent his formative years in New England. He was educated in private school system, and he presently retired from state service, the state of California, that is, as, as a supervisor. He has uh, children, uh, three grandchildren. Uh, one of his grandchildren uh, probably served in the United States Armed Forces, uh, Air Force. Uh, I can resonate with that myself. Uh, he, he had an aspiration in priesthood, uh, and he spent most of his time doing penance uh, and counting errors and judgment. We're going to talk a lot about that, and um, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, we're going to talk a lot about judgment as well. So, you know, so we got a lot to talk about it, you know. But most importantly, you know, writing mysteries is you know one of his pastimes and you know current times. Uh, so, uh, let, you know, let's bring on Mr. Turner. So, Ter- Mr. Turner, how you doing? You know, would you, would you like to be called Mr. Turner tonight, or how would you like to be called tonight? It doesn't matter, sir. I'm just uh, extremely uh, appreciative for the interview. Billy, William, whichever. Okay. All right. Uh, Billy, William, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, I like the fact that, you know, that like you, like the way your bio is set up here, it, it, it just, it just, it just look looks to me that you have a lot of form, formality, but you don't come off like as that type of person. It, it's especially in the type of books you write. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, I like to relate to my readers, and uh, I want my readers to be able to relate to me. Is that? Uh, my experiences uh, filter into my work. I try to uh, write so that it is believable, that they can identify with the characters. And um, that took a lot of experience and um, interaction with uh, my friends. That- you know that really takes a, a a real people person to you know to be able to sit there and observe people. You know, a lot of times, 
uh, people will just walk past individuals and they'll hear conversations, but they don't really hear conversations. So would you consider yourself one of those people that really listen, sit back and listen? Yes, I do, sir. And um, I was accused by my by my buddies that who had read my book. Uh, Billy, we think that you are observing us and putting us in your book. And uh, I started laughing. I said, all I could say was, was I obvious? But the thing, too, is this, is that I have some very interesting friends. And uh, their experiences, uh, their reactions to those experiences shape my uh, frame of thinking. That's, that's truly amazing. Yeah. So you, you made you made several trans, transformations in your life here. You know, you you know, you you went from private school, you know, to wanting to be a wanting to be a priest to to uh supervisor uh, to writing, you know. Uh which out of out of all of these things, you know, uh and, and you know, and absolutely being a father also and uh, and helping with raising grandchildren, you know, at, at at what point and in the midst of all of these where uh was uh you know where, where these stories came up you know uh uh was it just you know just drew you know everyday life you know and you know and, and the genius to start started uh, to start to spark in you uh well sir um what happened was this it was my first year in uh boston university it was a rhetoric class and uh the professor had written across the top of the paper uh, it's amazing at the high rate of illiteracy in the United States. I was devastated. I went uh, racing to Brother Newman and Brother Ward at Calvin Memorial High School in West Roxbury, Massachusetts. I said, what is he telling me? And uh, they looked at the paper, uh, and they said, what he's telling you is that you don't have style. The paper is technically correct. And uh, I said, well, how do I get style? And um, they thought uh, for a moment, and then they said, well, why don't you uh, read Murder Mysteries? I thought about it, and that Saturday, I spent the entire day reading none other than Agatha Christie, uh, paying attention to uh, sentence structure and uh, the variations of the sentences. When I returned to school that Monday, I was more than ready. And years later, I realized how much Agatha Christie had influenced me. And that was the beginning of the uh, writing of mysteries. But before, well, after I had written uh, my debut mystery, uh, A Murder in Our Midst, I didn't submit it for publication consideration. I submitted it to Avon Books, requesting a talent critique. And I didn't think I was going to get one, but I did. And uh, I forget the lady's name because this has been so many years. She says, yes, you do have talent. However, do this, this, and this. And I followed that ever since. Wow. You know... Yeah, that's that's truly that's truly remarkable, you know. 
and you know, it, you know, what what truly you know uh, draws me is that you know you you able to you know um, you, you have a novel here, you know, uh, uh, one of your novels here, uh, a murder in our miss, you know, you you you're able to you know blend uh, some of the drama, you know, with um with you know with something that's you know uh, that's still plaguing you know uh our country right now you know uh, race related themes you know so uh so you so you you know you were able to develop you know a, a, a you know a, a, seems like a you know very excellent writing style you know so um so that that critique it seems like that critique re- really helped you and helped help you grow as a writer you know so you know uh, and we were talking on the other side about determination you know so um, you know, uh, do you do you feel like, you know, uh, that determination, you know, has a lot to do with, uh, you know, some of your history? Yes, it does, sir. Uh, it was a nun, uh, Sister Mary Lucia. Uh, she had, uh, she taught me the 10th, 11th, and 12th grades, and um, she was... How can I put that without being insulting? Um, she was tyrannical. She was abusive. She was belittling. But for years, I mean years, I hated her. But it was pointed out to me most recently that it was because of her you are who you are today. Um, I'll never forget in the English class she was uh, she had said in passing, uh, Edgar Allan Poe is noted as a great intellect with a sad heart. That resonated with me throughout the years. And um, I wrote, I wanted to find out why. And uh, I did a paper on Edgar Allan Poe. And I sent it to, I forget his name, in Pittsburgh. Uh, an Edgar Allan Poe scholar. And uh, he was so impressed, he asked me if I wanted to have it uh, published. I was flattered. Uh, but the scars that she had left are healing now. And uh, she gave me the drive, the impetus. And uh, I would like to uh, stress that I received an excellent uh, education, and um, the determination to succeed was uh, Sister Mary Lucia, who was the catalyst. She made me dig deep into, uh, into myself to be a success. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, I didn't realize it until uh, I applied at uh, Chapman University. Uh, to work on my master's. And um, I was speaking with, uh, it was I think it was the secretary 
uh, at my high school. And uh, I gave her a living of what I had gone through uh, because I was just anxious to get out of there. And um, she says, you owe a lot to her. She might have been abusive. She might have been uh, a person that you despise. But because of her, you are who you are today. And I rethought it. And um, she's no longer a nun. She withdrew. Uh, I think God told her that you're not suited. But whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, yeah. you know what, Marcus, a lot of people feel and think uh, and believe that the nuns are warm and fuzzy. Right. Uh, they're not. No. And, and so they can be quite abusive. And, uh, but the knowledge that they impart is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and that, that, that's quite amazing, too, you know, how, you know, uh, our worst enemies can be, you know, sometimes, our, uh, you know, our best motivators, you know, so that's, that seemed like that's what um, happened to you. And, you know, uh, do, do you do you sometimes, you know, do you think, you know, while you're writing, you know, you, you might have you know, not might have tapped in some some of that some of that emotion? Uh, no, no. Um... It wasn't that I uh, I had I put it on this shelf, but I tell you what resurrected it. Uh, the historian of uh, my high school class, uh, she keeps in touch with everybody who's alive, what they're doing, who's dead, and all of this. And uh, smirkingly, she uh, wrote that uh, of all things, Billy Turner is uh, a noted mystery writer. Because uh, in high school, I was, if that, an average student. I didn't uh, show any scholarship until I had taken the SAT. And uh, the nun says, she was reading out the scores, and she says, lo and behold, look here. Here's Billy Turner at the top. I remember uh, her saying, they, uh, one of the uh, students had brought um, one of the test questions back, and she told the uh, student to put it on the board. And she says, class, I want you to work on this, but once you finish, be sure to cover up your paper because Billy Turner will stop working. Well, I worked on the problem, and I was sitting there. She says, are you finished? I said, yeah. She seemed like she was shocked. She says, well, if you're finished, come up and put it on the board. I went up and put it on the board, not caring if it was right or not, because that's the way I perceived it. And she turned around and looked at it. And I swear, Marcus, she stopped short. You could hear the screeching in the brain. Well, I be damned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And so the thing, too, is this, is that to be appreciative for the uh, way I was brought up that made me strive to be the best that I could be. And um, a lot of aspiring writers feel that they've written the definitive novel, and they don't uh, think to have it edited before submission. They don't realize that 
publishing is highly subjective. And by that, I'm going to make it simple for them to understand. It all depends on the reviewer's day, how they are feeling. Uh, it's not that they're going to look at your manuscript and say, oh, my God, let me sign this individual up right away. It doesn't work that way. And it takes, it's sad to say, someone you know who can recommend you. There was a, uh, an agent who had read uh, something that this individual had written, and she said it just floored us to the point that she had to sign him right away. Well, I was wondering, because you are beguiled to thinking, to write uh, a definitive query letter. You can write it and be denied. You can hire a professional to write it for you and still be denied. But I was curious to what this individual had written, that Florida, and she published it. It was on uh, the internet, and there wasn't uh, anything stellar, uh, intellectually stimulating that grabbed him, uh, that I would gravitate to. And then they showed a picture of him, mm-hmm. eye candy. Mm-hmm. That is what had drawn her. It wasn't his writing, because I saw a uh, grammatical mistake in his uh, query letter. So when I say that it is uh, highly subjective, that's exactly the way it is. And even now, the rejection letters are almost identical, like they're boilerplates. Wow. Yeah, you know that's that's in, that's incredible knowledge to take take with you and walk away. You know, I, no, sir, not not walk away. <laughs> you 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 learn from it. It was a venerable. A literary agent in, uh, I think it was North Carolina or South Carolina, who said it hardly matters how you get your work out there. It's the readers who will make the decision whether or not you are credible. I was most fortunate to receive uh, outstanding reviews. More, uh, most recently, it was a reader in New York who was reading uh, Death Comes for the President on the Way to Work. Yes. He was this, uh, the hard work. It yes. uh, hardly matters. Uh, the readers are the most important. And like I was uh, telling you, was that this reader shared the book with his boss. And it wasn't just anyone. It was a powerful person in New York who got in touch with uh, Hollywood. And Hollywood is interested in uh, adapting for TV. Uh, My uh, mystery, Death Comes for the President. And I was absolutely floored. Wow. Because uh, they went through uh, the push-ups to get my phone number, uh, my email address, and uh, uh, what is it? I think, well, several uh, directors of the Hollywood Board of something was calling and telling me that they haven't seen anything quite like it. 
That's amazing. That's that's truly amazing. You know, because I, you know, I, I was reading through reading through, you know, the description of it, and you know, and I, I'm actually, you know, interested in, in taking it to read, and and that, I mean, it sounds like it'd be amazing on 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 the big screen, you know, and. You know, and like I mean, and and for in the title itself, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's controversial uh, for like, yes, it is. You know, for like, but, uh, especially for you know the president we got in office right now. I mean, <laughs> right, exactly. You know, it's controversial. But you know, right now, you know. So. But the thing too is this: it is not, uh, it is not kudos for President Trump. Mm-hmm. However, he does have my respect for telling the American people what he was going to do if elected. He did that. Yes. He wasn't one of those politicians who would uh, promise you the world and give you nothing. No, he didn't tell us what he was going to do after uh, he had attempted to uh, keep his campaign promises. I am not a Trump supporter. I am an independent. I listen to all sides and try to make uh, uh, an intelligent decision. But I admire him for not misleading the American people. Now, he has done some shady things, granted, and he will be held accountable for that. And I don't hold him uh, in esteem for his presidency and his actions, but I do admire him for telling me people what he was going to do. Yeah, you can always appreciate a person who's, you know, who's going to tell, tell you what they're going to do. And, 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 Honest and, and, and scuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got you got to have two hands, you know, and so, right. you know, if one hand is going to do what it's going to say to do, and then the other one's, you know, a little shaky, uh, yeah. you know, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay a little bit with you know, right. so, you know, and that's why, you know, that's why I always maintain a moderate stance when it comes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Comes to politics, you know. Right. And, you know, so I, and, you know, I always maintain been independent. You know, I, I never, I never been far right or far left. You know, so right. Yeah. And so that you know what, a lot of people they tell they say uh, they're quick to say that uh, I'm dead set against him. I'm a, a staunch supporter. But if you were to look closely at it, the and the reason that he is so. Uh, capable of uh, getting away with the skullduggery 
is because the American people are more divided racially than one would imagine. Um, I think and I believe that uh, they are only happy, giddy, that Obama is out of there, the black president. As, and once they got a white one in there, it hardly matters what he does. So they make excuses and all of this. But had a black one pulled any of that, he would have been shot. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, controversial, you know, in that matter, you know, and I can, right. and I can, you know, see where you're coming from, you know, especially. You must be pragmatic. And uh, what is that? We were on the brink of uh, economic collapse and uh, President Obama put into place with the stimulus pack, uh, packages and a supporting cash to bring the United States back. And the economy that uh, Trump is bragging about was what Obama had laid the foundation for. And the historians will record that. And uh, Barry, in a few articles, they have mentioned this. But it hardly matters to the supporters of Trump. They feel that Trump did it single-handedly. No, nothing can be done in one presidency, you know, not that quick, right. you know, not that quick right. at all. You know, it, right. it's and definitely so a gradual, you, gradual process. It, 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 uh, it makes you uh, take pause to wonder just where their mindsets are. And if you look closely, it is blatantly clear that uh, there is a racial divide, but I don't think it is as wide as the media uh portray it. Uh, in a murder in our midst, uh, Raymond Babant is a Caucasian, and Robert Wolf, uh, Robert is African-American. They met at Harvard, and the only thing they had in common was coming from California. They became fast friends, and their friendship was enviable because it transcended race and economic status. And after graduation, Raymond went on to work for his father, who was a billionaire. Robert became a uh, LAPD police officer and was passed over for uh, what he perceived to be well-deserved promotions. He resigns, goes to England, runs into the same difficulty. Despite his cheerful letters to Raymond, Raymond knew something was wrong. Using their influence, they got him a job with Scotland Yard. Everything was going swimmingly for Robert until he got a letter from Raymond. Come right away. Someone in my family is trying to kill me. Robert drops everything to go to his friend's only to arrive too late to find that he was dead. He starts an investigation that uncovers different murders committed by different culprits, but with a common motive. I attempted, uh, some re uh, viewers recognized the friendship and how I had profiled that. It wasn't to be didactic 
to tell the American people how you should think. But, uh, Mr. Hart, there are viable interracial friendships that are indeed enviable. Yes. Not everyone is at everyone's throat. And they broad brush that. African Americans don't have problems with whites. They have problems with the police department. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's the only thing is that, um, you know, uh, blacks against whites. No, that doesn't that doesn't resonate with me because uh, one of my. And more so, you know, and more so African-American man than, you know, uh, you know, more so African-American men have, you know, issues with the police than, you know, than all of us, you know, so most of all of us. So, you know, that's that's really the issue. Right, it is. It's not with uh, whites on blacks and blacks on whites. No, it's not that. And uh, because, uh, like you pointed out, uh, African American men were police officers. But one of my uh, most cherished uh, friends is a highly respected uh, civil attorney. My friends, some of them, are Caucasians. We don't see color. We can talk about any and everything with an open mind. And, well, Billy, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? I said, well, yes, I have. Now, did you think about this? And so it's a, a give and take. You don't get violently angry when they say something that uh, you disagree with. And I might add, they don't become vulgar by using the N-word or I come up with something comparable. No, it's an educated discussion. Absolutely, I can believe that. Yeah, you, you, you really, you know, point at something that's uh, very real, you know, and uh, very prominent, and, you know, and, it, you know, it, you need to shed more light on it, and, uh, and these are the type of discussions we need to have, you know, more, you know, out in the open. And um, I, I hope I hope these conversations just you know continue, and um, and I I'm just happy that you you know are are writing about these type of things and and your novels and uh embedding them in in stories that we all can enjoy, you know so so these are you know these are very uh, transformative uh, stories uh, for all of us that you know that that cross uh, racial lines that can you know really uh, point at what the real problem is. Uh, But, you know, people uh, realize what the uh, problems are, but they don't uh, set about uh, doing dialogue, listening to both sides. Uh, Some uh, people do it by being boisterous, uh, protests, and all of this. But that's not the resolution. It's dialogue, being able to see the other's point of view. A lot of people are quick, ever so quick. You're racist. Well, they're cut because sometimes they want to preserve racial identity that does not make them a racist. You've heard it on the TV uh, programs. Marry a nice Jewish girl. Marry a nice Jewish man. That's not being racist. That's to preserve their race, their identity. 
and it's the perception of it. But they are outright racist. And you should be able to distinguish. And I prefer for a person to tell me, Billy, I do not like you. At least I know what I am facing. And it is my choice to face it or to walk away. Or it's not my intent to persuade them. Well, you can like me. I saw a program on uh, Golden Girls when Rose uh, met this person who hated her. And so she did everything she could to make the man like her. And then she talked to him, and he says, point blank, you're nice. However, I don't like you. I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the way it is. Not everybody is going to like you. Yeah, and you true. haven't done anything to them. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't have to, you know, uh, be friends with everybody. No, you, you Right. You, have you just a, treat them the way you wish to be treated. Yeah, you have and if they care to reciprocate, uh, so be it. But it's not that they just, uh, what is it, some have that innate hatred that's inbred in them, and there isn't anything that you could do to change it. You just deal with it. That's, that, that is life. Right. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I greatly appreciate appreciate you know uh, you know just the the nuggets you you really drop in you know uh, here tonight and you know uh, so so I mean you know if if you had to match Ron you know um you know for you know uh, some some of these you know I I call them petty little issues <laughs> you know <All> right <laughs> I mean because they they're petty little issues and you know uh, you know we you know if you had to match with Ron you know uh, uh, and and, you, and and if the the doorway was through your, you know, with your books, um, you know, and once they walk through the doorway of your books, you know, how, how would you change some of these issues? Um, I try to put them in a way, uh, I will, I try to collocate them so that the American people can see both sides. Uh, I was taking the Metrolink to the, uh, to my job in Santa Ana. And uh, it was an African-American lady told me. She says, I've read your book, A Murder and I Miss, and I couldn't identify with it. I said, well, first of all, I didn't know you when I was writing it. And then I cannot envision any mother who would not do what Rebecca did for her son in A Murder and I Miss. The people on the train were listening. And some of them clap. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was like, you know, um, blacks uh, love their children less, whites love theirs more, and all of this. No, it is the same across the board. And if she couldn't make that distinction, something was wrong with her. Right. And so I liked it. Nice. Hey, that's that's absolutely beautiful. So you know, we were closing in on time. You know, uh, I I definitely you know really appreciate you, and you know you, you really you know did an awesome job with you know with with, with your with your family, 
you know, mm -hmm. um, you really installed, uh, uh, you know, some principles in them and, and, and reflect, it's just reflecting, you know, in the conversation we talk. And, uh, so I, and you, you do it, you bring great joy to the, to the world. Uh, and you know, I, it just, we, we just really, you just want to continue to hold on to you, man. You know, any, any, any particular wisdom, additional wisdom you want to drop on us before, you know, we let you Yes, go? uh, you. You had stated you wanted to know about uh, this penance that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's this, uh, this, this public, I, public uh, you know? Yeah, it was... Uh, public confession that you're giving. <laughs> it, uh, I'm going to try to be brief. Uh, I realized when I wanted to be a priest that I was not ready uh, to walk in the monastery uh, and close the door behind me because I hadn't experienced life to the point that I could give it up and turn my back on it. And uh, in the interim, I met my wife, and like they say, the rest is history. But uh, in all honesty, and I love to call it emotional nudity, was that my life was scabrous. And um, it was, what is that, sullied? Uh, it was uh, less than something that I could come to grips with. And uh, that is why I'm spending time doing penance, asking Almighty God to forgive me. Because some of the things I just did for the hell of it, uh, without thinking, without remorse, uh, because I was young, carefree, and all of this. And you think that those experiences are forgotten. No. They're tucked away in the mind, ready to be recalled at a moment's notice. And then you say, well, I did that. Yes, you did. How many times? It's just like confession with the priest. How many times did you do that, Billy? I don't know. I lost track. But the thing, too, is this. To try to be as acceptable to Almighty God as you possibly can. Never forgetting that you are a human being subject to everything that's human. Angels don't have wives. Angels don't have jobs. They don't have children. They don't have neighbors. So you cannot be angelic. You can just be the best human being that you can possibly be. Yes. You know what? I I really believe. You know, um, I'm a firm believer. You know that. You know uh, that 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 Christ. You know. You know. Uh, truly, truly did lay his life down for us. You know. So. You know, I truly believe yes, you, but you know, Mr. Hart, a lot of people say I would like to be like Jesus Christ, where well, you can't be. Uh, Jesus was not married, and despite everybody saying that he had children, he didn't. And uh, the fact that uh, he was married, he wasn't. Uh, but it was that he set an example. You live in this world as best as you possibly can. Right. You're not going to jump up in the sky and turn around and take off flying. And you're not going to magically make people uh, like you. You do the very best you can, and that's all you can do. Yes. Yeah, you, you use some heavy words. <laughs> Sully, you know, that's defiled, man. Blemish. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get a new, new robe. You know, when you go off into glory. You know? That's right. And so you turn around, man, you know, uh, each night I do an examination of conscience. Uh, 
And I said, God, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask for forgiveness for? As a matter of fact, you did. And then so it's like you recount and you ask for forgiveness. But you, uh, you, you're purifying yourself as you grow. Okay. And uh, that's the most important thing. I know you want to get into that benefit. It was a la- I had done I had done an interview in uh, Texas, and this lady she took it much uh, further than you did. She wanted a blow by blow. Well, just what did you do <laughs> that made you uh, do this? But uh, Mr. Hot, uh, I take a passage from English Lit. Uh, happy is the man who has swamped in a sea of error, but still hope to struggle up the watery walls. What we don't know is exactly what we need, and what we know fulfills no need at all. Okay. I'm going to replay replay this, play the internet back a, a, a lot of times so that I, so that that, so that I take that with me, you know, I, I Believe what you say holds uh, holds a lot, a lot of powerful wisdom within within that within the contents of that, and so I, I really like that. You know. Uh, Thank you, sir. Would you would you mind leaving the audience on some con- contact information? Uh, well, I can be. Uh, they can leave their reviews on uh, Facebook. Uh, but not not well. Facebook William Turner it'll pop up. Uh, I hope I've garnered some followers. Uh, but my contact, I don't have a personal contact. I'm an extremely private person. That's fine. Is that uh, my books are available on uh, Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, and uh, all other uh, book outlets. All righty. Well, we greatly appreciate you, you know, having you on the show. And, you know, anytime you want to visit us again, you know, make sure you do reach out to us. You know, we we, we don't mind sharing the space with you. you know, so and thank you very much, Mr. Hot. Okay. Well, you know, uh, so definitely been a pleasure. You know, so uh, we're going uh, to just, you know, close out right here with you. Uh, so uh, we're just going to end the call. Uh, but if, once again, if you need us, just reach out to us. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a good night now. You too. That's been the close of that episode of the Transform You Live show. That was an interview with William Turner, Pentance of the Thriller Writer. That comes from a previous recorded episode from the Beyond the Natural show, another one of our podcast shows. Make sure you do check that out. The easiest way to check that show out is by simply going to transformulive.site. That's transform the letter U, live.site. For more exclusive episodes of the Transform You Live show, simply go to our podcast network site at transformtheletteru.broadcast.com. That's transformtheletteru broadcast.com don't forget that you can sign up for exclusive free online courses get lesson after lesson lesson after lesson and a free completion certificate after you complete a lesson exclusively to you by simply going to transform you broadcast.com hit that get started now button and you can sign up and get lesson after lesson with an expert 
directly from one of our episodes. Until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.